Hello, I'm Sean Finnegan, and you are listening to Restitutio, a podcast to get you thinking about biblical and historical Christianity, to inspire you to follow Christ, and to convict you to lead a consecrated life. Hello, everyone. This is episode 95 with Chad Hoffman. He has been on an incredible journey in several different areas, not the least of which has to do with his health and a certain tumor that has lodged itself on his brainstem. This is just an absolutely, I, I can't even imagine how difficult this must be to deal with over the last nine years, uh, having radiation, having it shrink and grow back, and he's uh, actually just received word last week from an MRI that his tumor is stable. So I'm certainly praying for Chad. I hope you pray for him and his wife, Nicole. But here is his face story as he faces this incredible calamity, how it worked itself out theologically as he started taking seminary courses to get better answers on the question of the afterlife. Here now is Chad Hoffman and his faith journey, episode 95. Hello, everybody. I'm Chad Hoffman. I'm an alcoholic. No, my story, um, I came to Christ in 2000, 2001. Um, I've had a rough road along the, this path, and uh, I enjoy every minute of it. Uh, I really do. It has been very encouraging. It's built me up. It's made me stronger. I came to Christ because I had a bad divorce. I had a really bad divorce, and uh, I was going through things that I had never gone through before, and I was seeing how the court system really works. And I had, was doing child custody, and I stayed faithful to my kids. So I would not leave you, stay with you, stay with you. And I got to a point where I was all by myself on an island, and uh, God called out, and I knew he was calling. That's when I came to Christ. I said, I need help. Because I was trying to fight the world, fight my ex-wife, fight the court system, and I was just getting beat up. So at that point, I felt a lot better at my perspective, where I was going, what I was doing. I told my son, we got to find a church. I said, I looked in the phone book, yellow pages, I saw Church of God, Church of Christ. I said, have to be one of them, God's there. <laughs> so I had him pick it, and he picked the Church of Christ because it had an eggshell on top of the building. That's the only reason I picked it. <laughs> well, he, he did a good job because I started going to church there, I started growing started you know, learning about who Christ was and what was going on, what I thought was right. As I was going through there, I met my new wife. I didn't want to get married. I was afraid to get remarried, but she was stalking me. God put her in my life. So I thought, this is a good thing. I was really happy that, hey, God's in my life. I'm getting, and he's restoring me. So we got married and uh, we had a child together. So I had a child from my previous marriage. She was previously married too. So she had a son and then we had a daughter together. I thought, this is really great. And we were married two years, after, and then I noticed I started having symptoms. I told my wife, I said, I'm seeing double, and I get really tired easy. And she's like, I don't know, you're working a lot of hours, you need to rest. So we went to Lake Havasu in, in California, and we, on the way there, she goes, just go there and sleep, and you'll be fine. I said, okay, I'll do that. And when I woke up next morning, it didn't go away. So I ended up in a doctor's office the next couple of days, and they did an MRI, checked everything out. And uh, I got the call. Uh, they told me, uh, Mr. Hoffman, you have a meningioma tumor on your brainstem. 
and they said it's inoffable. There's nothing we can do for it. They said we can do radiation. I said, okay, what's radiation do? How does it work? And they said, well, it, it possibly shrink the tumor, give you some years, enjoy your life, and whatnot. And I said, okay. I said, that's all I have. And he said, yes. So in 2006, at age 34, little two-year-old daughter, I thought, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. So I had the radiation. I thought I was good to go. In 2008, it grew back. And I was getting scared. I said, okay, this thing is not going away. So I ended up at UCLA University. They gave me a higher dose of radiation. They said, you'll be cooking. I said, okay, whatever. They gave me a guarantee, you got 20, 25 years, so I can live with that. So I went my merry way. And along the path, my wife and I went through some issues with churches and different things and, and you know, people, some hardships. This was building us up, thickening our skin up as we went. And we were learning different things, bouncing around from different churches, hearing different things from the preachers and from the elders and reading ourselves and saying, something's not right here. But it was mostly me saying something's not right and she says you know what you're like that you're like that parent who has his kid come in with a b and you're like why didn't get an a i'm like well there's always room for growth you know <laughs> she goes you're being too judgmental i said no i'm not so i kept going doing researching and studying and in the end of 2014 i got symptoms again and i thought oh man it's not that guarantee for 20 25 years <laughs> it didn't work so I went back to UCLA and uh, they did an MRI and they said, Chad, is going to double the size. And I said, well, where do we go from here? Radiation? They said, no, there's nothing we can do. They said, you're on your own. We give you six months to live, if that. They said, we'll send you to the University of San Diego to see what happens, see if they can give you any help or offer any treatments. They said, right now, for meningioma, it's, it's a tough tumor. They said, it's really tough to attack. And we can't do surgery, because we do surgery, you're dead. I said, all right. I said, I can live with those odds. I can do it. He said, just enjoy your life. He goes, you want to work until the end? Work till the end. He goes, you'll probably stroke out in your sleep. And he goes, so just enjoy what you have. So I thought, all right. Kept my head up, moved forward, told my wife, let's go get our our, uh, our, our business in order. Let's make sure if we're, we're all good to go. So when I die, you're financially set and you can move forward. So we did that and uh, along the way she offered me some alternative stuff. Here's some alternative medicines. Like, I don't want that. I know I'm dying. I'm, I'm going to grab these things. I'm gonna, I remember the movie uh, Walking on the Moon with Jim Carrey when he's seeking alternative help for his cancer and in the end the joke was on him. I said, I'm not doing that. So my wife asked me to research, and I did. But at the same time, I was researching and thinking to myself, if I die, am I going to heaven? And is there a heaven? So I started researching. I started to hit the Bible. I started to research big time. So you go to your concordance, look up all the heaven, death, and stuff like that, and you start looking, because I'm on the brink of it. I can feel this, the symptoms getting worse. I'm like, man, it's coming. I can see it like a freight train. I told my wife, I'm scared. I said, I hope heaven's real because I hear everyone talk about it. It better be real. I said, I should have joy in my heart knowing there's a heaven. <laughs> I said, I'm not feeling that joy. I'm not. I'm scared to die. So I started researching more and I looked at different things and I said, you know what? I don't think there's a heaven. I think we just die in sleep. I told my wife. I said, that scares me. We just die in sleep. I said, where do we go from there? You know, I said, you know, 
what else is there going? Jesus is coming back, but for what? You know, where, where do we go? We, we rise, where do we rise in the sky? Where, I don't understand this, so I started researching more, trying to understand. So that led into the pre-rapture, because everyone believed the pre-rapture, the churches I've been at. I thought, I don't see it in there. I'm not seeing the rapture. I said, this is a lie. Why am I making a lie to you? So I told my wife, because I used to go, I, I like to stay in school, either for trade school or, or school for just advancement for myself, different colleges. And she said, no more school. You're done. You're dying. I said, okay, I, okay, I agree with it. <laughs> no more school. Stay home. But I still had an eager you know, itch to go back to school. I said, can I go to Bible school? And she goes, if you can find a Bible school, you can go to it. So I found Calvary Chapel, La Mirada, Biblical School for pastoral, you know, enhancement and, you know, for uh, doctrine. And then I said, okay, I'll take it. When I got there, the first class they gave us was hermeneutics. I thought, poo, they gave me tools. I took those tools and I really started studying about heaven again, about the rapture. I thought, there is no heaven. There is no rapture. I thought, these, these guys are full of baloney who's teaching me this stuff. And I said, well, I don't want to you know, raise my hand and be too, you know, too hard on them, and they'll kick me out of the school. So I kind of played devil's advocate. What about this? And it's like, well, Chad, you need to read the scripture more. It's in there. <laughs> but as I was going on and starting to learn, if there's no pre-rapture, where do I go from here? And then that led into, started to go to the kingdom, but I was detoured into the Trinity. And that's what broke the Trinity. I thought, he's greater than I. What is he saying greater than I for? How would he say, why do you say that for co-equal? Or he sent me. Why, would he, why is he sending them for when it's him? Why is he doing that for? And that's where it broke. And it's, it's like domino effect. Just bam, 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 bam. And my eyes started opening. And so that was all. In the end of 2014, I was told my tumor came back. April 2015, I was given six months to live. It's been two years. I'm still... Moving forward, I am taking alternative medicine. My doctor, I had an MRI last December, it grew a little bit. And they said, Chad, that's too much for a little bit. Because in your, in your area where it's wrapped around the trigeminal nerve, the carotid artery, the basal artery, he says, Chad, it will stroke you out. You'll go like that. He goes, we need to do something else. So they offered me chemo. Wasn't a fan of it. My wife asked me, hey, we got no other option, let's do it. So we prayed about it and we decided to go with the chemo. I'm not a fan of chemo because it sucks. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I'm still pursuing my school. I've finished my second year. I intend to finish my fourth year. That's what I want to do. I saw the Atlanta Bible College. I told my wife, I said, you said no more school, but I think I'm taking more school now than I've taken ever. So I want to take more courses and feed myself because I told my wife, if I'm going down, and I, I know because I feel symptoms, I'm not, I'm not naive, that before I go, I do want to share with everybody I know, including my kids, to reassure their faith, my wives, my neighbors, my friends, those who go to Trinitarian churches, I want to share. So I, I do see Jesus. He says, well done, good and loyal servant. You've done well. I'm not going to bury what I've learned. I want to share. And if you ever know, if you ever come back to LA and see see how I work, I am a big mouth. I talk to everybody about God. You know, it's like, okay, Chad, we heard that last week. You know, <laughs> well, we're going to hear it this week too. <laughs> we tend to hear it. A uh, real quick side note. I know it works. Is I have a, 
I work in LA, so there's a lot of gangbangers and big guys who are bigger than me there. I had a guy named Larry Gutierrez who worked for me, who was an ex-Mongol. And you know, you just always went on eggshells when you talked to him, hey Larry, can you go do this? Don't hit me. <laughs> really nice guy, but I was, uh, I was evangelizing to him. I said, hey, can I share some stuff with you? And he said, yeah. So I started talking to him about God, talking about Jesus, talking about the kingdom. And I looked over him, and he had tears come out of his eyes. I said, Larry, you okay? He goes, no one's ever told me that. And he accepted Christ right there. I said, Lord, thank you. Continue to use me in your kingdom. Use me here on earth until you take me home. Use me until you take me to the grave. Use me. Make me a light to others. So that's why I can see I do. I wear this shirt proudly when I'm in L.A. I get mocked for it. But you know what? It's worth it. I tell my wife, as long as someone drives by in a car, when I'm walking down, if I'm walking down the street and someone drives by in a car, there's going to be that kid, Mom, who's Jesus? And that mom has to tell that child, well, Jesus, and that could spark something. So that's my story. Still moving forward, still smiling, still talking, still working, still learning. And I thank you guys because I learned a lot from all you gentlemen. A real quick side note. When I first started to really get really deep and went to the internet, I, met, I saw Sid Hatch. It was Sid Hatch. I saw, and I saw an interview with, with you, Anthony. It was a long time ago, and I thought, well, both those guys are dead now. It was old. I was like, okay. I said, I got to find somebody else. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I started to find, I said, let me just type in Anthony Buzzard, and bam, just a catalog of stuff popped out. I said, thank you, Lord. So <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening in. If you would like to share this episode, please do so on social media. Uh, if you want to add a comment, you can do that at restitudio.org. We've got one more faith story for you. So that'll be episode 96. Be sure to listen to that. And remember, the truth has nothing to fear.